we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey there, welcome. Thanks for setting aside a little time for us here at the Kinder Outdoors Camp House today. We greatly appreciate that. The front door to the camp house is brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. I got an email this week from Rick Carlson in Pensacola, Florida. Hey, Billy, I heard on your recent show something mentioned about a calming dog food. Can you provide more information on this product? I sure will. I'm happy to, Rick, because it works. It's not a dog food. It's a probiotic for your dog with built-in, safe and gentle calming effects for the overactive dog. The overbarker, overjumper, the one that tears up the carpet when you leave the house, it settles that anxiety. Learn more when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com and click on that little box of calming care. A camp house full of folks today. Got a note this week that Argentina and Australia are reopening to hunting now and international travel. So I've asked an international traveler to join me on the show today. You know Craig Boddington. Craig is going to join us to talk about some of the reopenings and the hunting opportunities that did not exist for the international traveler for about a year and a half, but they're reopening now, and that's really good news for lots of folks. We're also headed to South Dakota today for the pheasant opener. There are great traditions in the hunting and fishing world, the outdoor world, like hunting doves in Argentina, catching big bass out of Okeechobee, hunting giant whitetails in an Iowa cornfield, and walking up roosters. with good friends and family in South Dakota. David Heelan. I always hunt with David in South Dakota. Going to do it again this year. We'll talk to him about the bird numbers on this South Dakota pheasant opener a little bit later on. And I read this week where the Pope and Young Club, that's the world authority on bow hunting records, has updated their position on the use of tracking dogs. If you're not familiar, tracking dogs are used to help find wounded game. I'm a big fan of tracking dogs. Pope and Young has discouraged it up until this point. And I understand why. I get it. One of the basic and time-honored skills as a hunter is learning to follow a blood trail. Tracking wounded game. A broken twig, a drop of blood on a leaf, a laydown. Interpreting fresh signs. But even the best tracker sometimes can't locate that animal that traveled maybe a quarter mile or more before expiring. So the Pope and Young Club now says this, quote, We recognize that the use of tracking dogs to locate a wounded animal is becoming an increasingly popular tactic and is being legalized in many jurisdictions. The club supports the philosophy that it is the responsibility of an ethical hunter to expend all reasonable effort in recovering a wounded animal. To the same degree, the club believes it's important that a hunter learn and master the traditional practices of blood trailing and tracking. These skills are inseparable components of a well-rounded hunter and are important woodsmanship values of the overall experience. So, the Pope and Young Club will accept record book entries recovered with the use of trained tracking dogs 
and there are a few conditions and provisions to help maintain the fair chase policy that Pope and Young has always stood by. Fred Reyna is a dear old friend. Fred has trained up some of the finest bird dogs in the country over the years. I would call him flawless as a judge, field trial judge. And he's also, with great success, trained up tracking dogs. He now spends his time snake-breaking dogs. I want you to meet Fred. He's going to talk to us about tracking dogs. As these bow seasons open up across the country, rifle seasons as well now, Fred Reyna will join us from the Texas Hill Country. So listen, the coffee's always hot, and the conversation's always pretty doggone good, too. Flush that old bird dog out of that chair over there. Have yourself a seat and join us by the campfire for a while at Kinder Outdoors. Brought to you by Forta Flora from my friends at Purina. They make the finest dog fuel on planet Earth over there, Purina Pro Plan. But did you know that they also, and this goes hand in hand, know your dog's digestive system so well that they have built the perfect canine probiotic. All of our vets say that Fortiflora is tops. Fortiflora. Learn more when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. I mentioned earlier that today is the pheasant opener in South Dakota. The season will run through January 31st. Last year, pheasant hunters harvested 1,108,420 roosters in the state of South Dakota. (laughs) This year should be really similar. This is the opener for pheasants in Minnesota as well. If you hunt Nebraska, you've got to wait two more weeks. The quail and pheasant seasons kick off October 30th. And down in the great state of Georgia, it is the deer season firearms opener. That is a big day like a kid looks forward to Christmas. A deer hunter looks forward to the opening day of firearms season. And we'll run through January 9th in Georgia. Charlie Killmaster is the state deer biologist in Georgia. He says bow season has already produced some giants. Rifle season should be special. Hey, to all of my friends in East Texas, southeastern Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, there is a really special crappie tournament on Lake of the Pines out in East Texas next weekend. We'll tell you about it when we come back from the coffee pot. Good morning, everyone. It's Brian Snowden. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Claus is coming to town, but when he's back home, he likes to crappie fish. I'm Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and I've got great gift ideas for the crappie angler on your list this year. Let's start with a new rod like my speed shooter rods under 50 bucks. Pair that up with a Wally Marshall speed shooter reel, and you're going to make someone dang happy on Christmas morning. For the crappie angler that already has everything under the sun, I guarantee it they will welcome the new Wally Marshall Pro Target rods in their boat. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's all Santa Claus uses. (laughs) I partnered with Luz, one of the finest rod bakers in history, to produce the Wally Marshall Classic Series, the most sensitive and hardworking crappie rods ever. Fill that stocking with Mr. Crappie by Strike King Baits, surefire fish catchers for 30 years, all of my proven colors along with five new ones. Lose.com, StrikeKing.com, and MrCroppy.com. Santa Claus is coming to town. (laughs) Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. 
the Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Oahe. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning fast Wi-Fi and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. Tailing redfish on the fly rod. Fresh walleye in a skillet. Big Tom turkeys running to your call. A massive 6x6 within 30 yards and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. This is our campfire, Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us here. We really appreciate it. KinderOutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. KinderOutdoors.com. If you need to know more about anything that we talk about on the show or need to know how to download a podcast, where you can pick up a broadcast, everything you need is there. KinderOutdoors.com. As a matter of fact, one of the most used spots on the website is the hunting and fishing regulations for all 50 
of the United States at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I've got J. Don Reeve on the Kinder Outdoors trot line right now. We're going to talk about crappie fishing for a really good cause. That's what we typically do uh, when we get together. We're going to do it again. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you, Billy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to talk to you today because there's something really fun coming up for the guys and the gals next weekend. It's a Jack and Jill crappie tournament. What the heck is a Jack and Jill? Yeah, this is our. This will be our fourth annual Texas Jack and Jill Crappie Classic, and that is pretty simple. Uh, male female teams, uh, husband and wife, boyfriend girlfriend, father daughter, brother sister. We have all sorts of mixes, but it's just a great opportunity to to uh, to help get the ladies out. Um, and uh, it, it's just it's a real fun event, and it's coming up on October twenty third. Uh, on Lake of the Pines, and if you've never fished Lake of the Pines in October for crappie, you have no idea what you're missing. It is a beautiful time of year. The fish are biting. Uh, the coloration on the fish is amazing. It's just a great event and a great time for everybody. Yeah, Lake of the Pines, you, you tie in, and, and there's not a lot of places in Texas where we can do this, but you can catch a boatload of those big black crappie out on Lake of the Pines. they got broad shoulders. Oh, absolutely. It's it's and you're right, there's not a lot of places to do that, but you'll you know, in a typical seven fish uh seven fish stringer for these tournaments, you know, one or two of those fish will be some of those huge black crappie. Uh and it's and it's it's gonna take over it takes over a two pound average to to do well in this tournament and that just shows you the quality of fish that you're catching this time of year. It's it's just a blast. You bet it is. Do I have to be a member of any particular organization to to come and fish next weekend with you guys? No, sir, not at all. Just uh, you can go to our website. We've got a website. It's it's www.jackandjillclassic. That's J A C K N Jillclassic dot com. Um, this tournament's put on. Rhonda and I, my wife Rhonda and I uh, run this tournament, and it and it's all for the benefit of the. National Ovarian Cancer Coalition. Rhonda's an ovarian cancer survivor. Um, we host this tournament every year. This is our fourth time to do it, and uh, it's it's just developing into a, into a great event. It's always been on Lake of the Pines, and, and when you, that lake and that time of year, it just it all adds up for a, for a great event. You bet it does, and that's a beautiful part of the world. East Texas in October, the weather's cooling down. Looks like it's going to be. Uh, really cool next weekend, like starting the day in the high 40s, low 50s. That's perfect to uh, put on a light jacket and go catch a boatload of crappie for a great cause. You and Rhonda have been so faithful. You mentioned that she is a survivor, but you didn't let it end there. You guys have carried the torch for ovarian cancer research uh, for years now, and hats off. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I know you get tired, but that doesn't mean you stop. You just keep going. <laughs> No, that's you know it's it's our passion now, and we you know we were we were crappie anglers and tournament anglers for for years uh, before she was diagnosed in 2015, and you know as she was making her recovery, we wanted to get back involved with with fishing again. It was important for her to be able to get back out on the water, and uh, you know we just saw this as an opportunity. We both felt compelled to to do something to try and bring awareness uh, to this to this horrible disease. I mean, ovarian cancer. 70, I believe the percentages are 70% of ovarian cancer diagnoses uh, happen in late stages, stage three or stage four, and it's there's not an early uh, there's not an early test for it, and there's just not a lot of awareness about the symptoms. So, 
you know, Rhonda has taken this opportunity to uh, to build awareness and to raise funds for research, and uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just been a blessing for both of us to be able to do this over the years. Well, bless your heart for doing it. You can help out by fishing in the Jack and Jill next weekend on Lake of the Pines. You folks in Arkansas, Louisiana, southeastern Oklahoma, you're all close. Uh, come on down and, and fish this thing. I don't guess there's any limit to the number of teams that you'll allow in. Not at all. Uh, and you can sign up the day before or the morning of the tournament. Um, like I said, for more information, go to jackandjillclassic.com. And, man, we'd love to see you out there. Hope to have a real good turnout. You bet. We'll have a link up at Kinder Outdoors, too. Hey, uh, have, have fun out there. And uh, listen, if you catch more than you can handle, I have hot grease. Okay, Jay? Well, that's good to know. I mean, you never know when uh, when you need some hot grease for some extra fish. So I'll, I'll keep that in mind, Billy. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Jay Don Reeve, he and his wife Rhonda are hosting the annual Jack and Jill Crappie Tournament on Lake of the Pines, beautiful Lake of the Pines in East Texas next weekend. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by Calming Care from my friends at Purina. Some dogs just absolutely flip out during a thunderstorm. They lose all control. Calming Care helps to settle that dog. How about the dog that tears up the house when you leave? Yep, anxiety issues. It's common. And Calming Care can help. Learn more about Calming Care when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I need to say hi to some folks like Brian Hargrove, LaGrand, Oregon. Thanks for listening, Brian. Brad Athey, DeQueen, Arkansas. Oren Chavez catches the show in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And Justin Hampton hears Kinder Outdoors in Elk Creek, Missouri. Sounds pretty. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, we really appreciate it. Let's move it on up to the great state of Minnesota now to my friend Tom Dockin. He's talking about steady to shot with your duck dog. Hey, Bill, uh, this uh, week I want to talk a little bit about uh, steady to shot. I know, you know, people who are in the uh, pointing dog business, uh, that's kind of a big thing, having your uh, pointer steady to shot. We're going to talk a little bit about retrievers today. Uh, we just finished up uh, doing some duck hunting here in Minnesota, and uh, one thing that uh, is really important that people need to think about, if your dog was steady to shot, last fall or the finish of last fall doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be steady this year when you start the season out especially if you haven't done any preseason training so uh, if you're going to find that your season's going to be starting up here pretty quick one thing to do is get back out uh, get out start throwing some dummies and uh, make sure that your dog is steady uh, with your dummies being thrown by hand but also you need to get a thrower out there somebody who can actually get out a little bit of a distance uh, and have them sitting out there with a blank gun or a shotgun, because as soon as you add that shot to the factor, you're going to find out that that dog that might have been thinking about being steady is going to start breaking. So we're always going to anticipate that our dog is going to be breaking. Be ready if you're using a leash, remote collar, whatever it might be. you got to be prepared for that situation, because as soon as your dog gets in the habit of breaking, uh, it's going to be harder and harder to take care of as time goes on. And one other thing that you should do is, if you get the opportunity, is have some birds in your training as well. Because if your dog is, is just getting dummies every day when you're throwing, and then you add birds to the equation, it's a whole other situation. So get in a position where you've got not only your uh, shotgun being uh, used, if you have birds you can use, it really amps it up as well. 
duck calls, throw some duck calls in there. All of those things tend to get your dog, you know, wound up over the edge. It's better to take care of these problems before the season starts instead of uh, waiting till it's uh, actually in full swing. That's your tip for the day. If you're looking for Doc and Dog Supply training products, you can find them at your uh, leading retailers, or you can go online to Dockins.com. Hey, thanks, Tom. You can learn more about Tom Dockin or any of our pros here at Kinder Outdoors when you visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. We're headed for Argentina and Australia and Africa and New Zealand and other cool places all over the globe with Craig Boddington when we come back from the coffee pot. This is professional turkey hunter Ray I. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store gets snack and we either stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that it will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the rancher lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com. And 
just down the road. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kender Outdoors. Alright, I want you to picture this. Five star everything. And it's yours. A kennel with about half a hundred finely tuned bird dogs. Unending acreage manicured for the pheasants and the wildlife. A native herd of world class axis deer. The finest dining and lodging anywhere all tucked away in the pristine texas hill country and it's yours when you secure your membership at joshua creek ranch for yourself your family or your business at joshua creek ranch learn more when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com hey my old friend fred reyna joins me now fred welcome to the show it's good to have you with us how the heck have you been i'm great good good to hear from you yeah, good to talk to you again. I wanted to talk about tracking dogs on the show today with deer season. You know, bow season is open right now, and uh, that means those tracking dogs are probably getting a lot of work across the country. And uh, it's a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good idea before you head out on that on that next hunt to maybe know of someone in that area that has tracking dogs. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good idea to investigate that ahead of the hunt. You know. That's right. That's right. There are several websites. Uh, Texas Bow Hunters um, has a list, um, but there are several uh, different websites that have lists of those folks that do have um, 
tracking dogs that, that are available, you know, to come help you out. If something, something goes unplanned or, or not as good as you think it would, and uh, you need a little help. Yeah, uh, those tracking dogs, and we think of them primarily uh, for deer, but, but it's a blood trail that they're tracking, right? It's a blood trail to start with, um, and typically the reason most people get calls is because the hunter has run out of or can't find the blood trail anymore. And so what the dog dogs are able to do is, is you get them started on that blood trail, and then they're able to track that specific or that individual deer through scent glands you know in in their you know in between their toes uh, and that specific deer has you know a a specific odor so they kind of switch over from that blood trail to that deer and that's how um, those dogs are able to find um, those deer when the when the blood trail has uh, been exhausted or, or can't find any blood anymore um and and people think about deer primarily but gosh uh, I, I remember shooting a turkey with my bow one time, Fred, and that sucker ran off. Uh, but I knew, I mean, he left a trail like like a like a pig. I mean, he was bleeding. Sure. Uh, so I, I I went up the hill after that turkey. I was so proud I'd never shot one with my bow before. And all of a sudden, the blood trail ended, and the turkey disappeared. And and so we had a dog come out and help us look for a while, and uh, we finally determined that a coyote, another dog, uh, had found that my turkey before I got to it, uh, or a bobcat right. or something. So, <laughs> it, it happens, not necessarily just deer, yes, but it does happen. these dogs can help us uh, with, uh, you know, with any game, uh, pretty much. Right. Yes. Um, you know, I, there have been some that, you know, I, I know have, you know, uh, trailed, you know, feral hogs, you know, a lot of times you get these first-time hunters, and it's really not what they shot it's just their their first time out and so you want it to be as successful as possible so it may be a, an exotic you know an axis or something like that i've heard of them even um trailing you know mountain lions you know it, it's really just a, that blood trail to get started and then and then they get going on that specific animal um yeah huh so if if uh, somebody does uh, have a, a wounded deer this this fall or elk or whatever, and and they have to call in uh, some expertise and get a tracking dog in there, what can they expect to to pay? What what's a all part? Um, well, sure, it, you know some people do it just for just for the enjoyment of getting their dog out, and and, and you know you could expect to uh, at least reimburse them for their for their fuel. And maybe not their time, and then um, those that are are really into it for the business, uh, you know, I'd say anywhere from 150 to you know two or three hundred dollars um, for their time and and, and expertise and, and and that dog that they've trained and they spend all that time training. Let's talk about training these dogs a little bit because uh, uh, you can't just grab any breed and run out there and say I'm going to train you to track. Uh, to track wounded game for me. What are some of the more successful breeds that we've seen in, in tracking dogs? Uh, in Texas, um, I would say probably the, the most widely used is, is the Lacey. Catahoulas have been used. I know some of the, the uh, blackmouth curs have been used. And then, then every now and then you'll get, uh, I know some people have used labs. The, huh. the key to the, uh, 
the dog is the, the drive because when it's hot and it's dry and it's dusty, um, you know, that dog has to continue on that or stay with that, that scent trail, which is, you know, because they've lost the blood trail, could be four or five, 600 yards. And, uh, and then possibly even if the animal's alive, they, they have to, uh, to bait that animal, you know, hold it there for the hunter to come and, and uh, dispatch that animal. So there is a, a book called um, Tracking Dogs for Wounded Deer. Uh, and if, any, anybody that's going to think about starting to train one, that I would highly recommend that book. But the guy that wrote the book uses long-haired dachshunds, believe it or not. Uh, really? And, and he has, yes, sir, he, he has a lot of uh, very good, successful, and very, very good dogs. He's up in the northeast part of the huh. the country, and that's what he uses is uh, long haired dachshunds. You know, wow. I, I well, think about that dog, and they are. Back in, I think about back that in dog the old time. That's right, and and prickly pear country, and and it's just not it's this part of the world. It's just not a, a good breed. You know, the terrain and and uh, the vegetation. You know, the prickly pear and and all that that they'd have to get through and. Not that they couldn't do it; it'd just be a lot tougher on the dog. Yeah, pretty hard on them. That's that's for sure. Uh, so, folks want to investigate that a little. I know with our bird dogs, I always like to get mine. I think you're the same way, Fred. I like to get mine when they're, you know, just as young as I can, six weeks or whenever. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, start with them from day one. And I'm sure that's probably true with these uh, tracking dogs as well the earlier the better that's right and you get them going um from day one um you get them interested in, in following that, that blood trail and you know there's all kinds of different little tricks you can do um but you just start you know laying out a little blood trail here and there and, and you make it fun and and uh you allow them to be successful and then you just you just progress and you, you make those blood trails a little tougher and then you put some turns in them and, you know, different things like that. And then, uh, then it's less and less blood and, uh, just keep, keep them focused and keep them going. And, and, uh, it's, it's amazing, you know, just like us, you know, with, with bird dogs, it's like, you know, when that dog goes on point, you know, trust your dog. Don't ever give up on where those birds might be. Well, you might take a, a left turn where you wouldn't have thought, you know, following that dog on a scent trail. Like, there's no way that deer went that way, but you got to trust them, and they'll yep. get you where you need to go. But, but, uh, yep, they've got some talents that we don't there. have. That's right. Uh, Fred Rainer, good talking to you. Uh, I've certainly yes, enjoyed hunting you. with you through the years and field trialing with you. I was talking to a fellow about you yesterday, and, and uh, there was never a more trust worthy or reliable judge at a field trial. Always appreciated uh, thank you. that about yes, you. Sir, thank and, you. And, uh, and I appreciate your expertise today on these tracking dogs. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks thanks for, for calling. You bet. Talk to you soon, Fred, and thank you so much. All right. You bet. Thank you. Fred now spends his time teaching snake avoidance to your dog. Talk to him about that. You'll find him on Facebook at Texas Snake Avoidance. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. This corner of the camp house has been brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Endorsed by both Beretta and Orvis. That ought to tell you something. Hi, this is Michael McDowell. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors.
I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas are award-winning artists many times over, and for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axes, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy. TrueLifeTaxidermy.org These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. 
Our warm campfire is always the gathering spot, no matter the weather. Tall tales and life's tough spots get worked out here. This is Kinder Outdoors. It's opening day of pheasant season in South Dakota, the pheasant capital of the world, and I want to talk to my hunting buddy up there in South Dakota, David Heelan. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you very much, Billy. It's good to speak with you again. Yeah, you know, uh, this time of year rolls around, and I've got a lot of stuff on my mind. Fall bass fishing, fall crappie fishing, deer hunting, quail hunting, and pheasant hunting. I've got to get all those things checked off my list uh, this fall, and I can't wait to come back up and see you again. Looking forward to it. There you go, yep. And we look forward to having you all up this year. It's going to be another great year. The weather's turning out nice. We had a really nice spring. The hatch is really looking good, and uh, we're just going to have a great fall and a great pheasant season this year. Let's talk about these pheasants. South Dakota pheasants are king. You need 12 good months of weather uh, to have a pheasant hunt. You, you this, this pheasant hunt this fall started last winter, and it was pretty mild, which is what you need up there in South Dakota. If it gets too brutal, you can, you can lose a lot of pheasants, but... That wasn't the case last year. You had a good winter. Yeah, the the winter last winter was, was relatively mild. You know, we had some cold days, but uh, we had uh, the snowfall was just the average snowfall. So it it was it was uh, it wasn't too hard on the pheasant. We had a really nice carryover of adult birds and. Uh, that that carries over to a lot of nests uh, being made during the spring. So uh, spring was relatively normal also, pretty good. We, we did get in a little bit of a drought, uh, but it was a mild drought in our area. And uh, all the wildlife biologists that I've spoken with uh, says that it didn't affect our hatch at all. So... So we're we're excited. We're seeing a lot of new birds and in uh, birds in areas that we haven't seen before, and uh, it, it's looking to shape up to a great pheasant season. Well, that's really good news because all we've ever heard about all summer long is this horrible drought uh, in South Dakota. But you're located just north of here, right in the center of South Dakota, and right in the heart of pheasant country along the uh, Missouri River, and so you, you've got a, a stretch of country through there that didn't get hit quite as hard, it looks like. That, that's right. Yeah, the central central South Dakota area, just right right along the Missouri, uh, it, it stayed in the mile range, and uh, uh, we had uh, a couple of nice early spring rains, and then we got some, some good rains in August that uh, helped all the crops. So we were extremely lucky. Uh, North Dakota got hit pretty hard and uh, some of the western part of the state. But here in the central area, uh, we're in good shape. Uh, You know, a lot of people kind of try to plan their trip about the time that the crops are coming out, the harvest. When do you see that taking place this fall? Uh, The ranchers and farmers are already harvesting. A lot of the crops, a lot of the milo crops are already out. They're working on harvesting the corn as we speak. Um, 
so it's kind of a it it might be just a little late, but it's it's pretty pretty close to normal, and uh, you know looks like we're going to uh, have most of the crops out, you know, by the first week in November. So this should be this should really help in in our pheasant hunt. So pheasant numbers are going to be are going to be good, you know, every year, and and I've watched this through the years, David. You know, people can say oh, it's going to be a bad year in South Dakota. It's going, numbers are going to be down, and we'll still shoot about a million roosters. <laughs> That's right. So there ain't no such thing really as a bad year in South Dakota. <laughs> that That's right. And and Billy, I want to I want to give a shout out to the ranchers and the farmers uh, in South Dakota. Uh, they're part. They're a big part of the reason for that. Um, they take seriously their their farming practices, and they take seriously the wildlife uh, habitat, and and they're gracious enough to leave us great habitat and and great food plots uh, for all the wildlife of South Dakota, and uh, they they know it means a lot to South Dakota, and. Uh, it's great that they do that. Yeah, over the past decade, you and I have tromped on a lot of country up there in South Dakota, and you a lot more than me. Uh, but it, it always uh, just tickles me to get up there and see how how these these big farmers, big farms that depend on those crops to make a living for the next 12 months, will still hold back a percentage of that land strictly for the pheasants. So the pheasants have cover, nesting cover. Uh, or have uh, have cover uh, from predators in the fall and winter months, good places to winter over in hard weather, and, and they take care of them. And, hey, by the way, when that cold weather does hit in South Dakota, we need a warm place to stay, too, and that's why the dead rabbit exists. You've got a pretty cool place there. Billy, it is a really cool place. Uh, we, we sit on the shore of uh, Lake Oahe, overlooking Lake Oahe, um, uh, in, in a in a beautiful area right here, uh, and it's it's uh, it's a very unique lodge built with uh, Canadian redwood uh, cedars, and and it's it's really something to see. We're we're extremely proud of it. Uh, we we hope everybody will think about coming up here and. Uh, and staying with us at the lodge and and having some great time together. We're looking forward to it. One of the things I love about it, uh, David, is once I pull in to your place, I'm done. You've got a restaurant there. You've got everything I need uh, on the premises, so I can just park the truck and and lean on you for a few days. Yeah, we're we're full service. We uh, we do uh, we we try to take care of our clients and. Uh, Make sure they have a, a great experience here at the Dead Rabbit and have great fun hunts and uh, get get fed well. Put it on a pound or two. Oh yeah, the food <laughs> the food really good. We we've had our chef same chef now for like six years and uh, Keith does a great job. He came over with you from your old location and we've watched you build up the Dead Rabbit. Now, if folks wanna 
see it, and I would urge you to go take uh, take a look and take a uh, a view of of uh, where you're going to be staying when you hunt with David and the dead rabbit. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and just click on the link, and uh, I think you'll that'll be the deciding factor. You're going to decide you need to go hunt with David Helan and the folks at the uh, dead rabbit. How many acres do you think you've got secured uh, for pheasant hunting this fall, David? Ooh, um, Billy, we're probably now. We just secured a few more. We just secured another 500-acre track, which has uh, got some great hunting grounds on it. Uh, we're definitely over 40,000 acres of hunting ground right now. <laughs> so we're extremely fortunate in having that much ground. So You bet. Uh, but well, we are looking forward to it. We'll be up there in December. If you think you can't hunt South Dakota, in December, you are sadly mistaken. I've hunted in shorts in, in December a number of times. David, thank you for the time. I look forward to seeing you. All right. Good deal, Billy. Good speaking with you. And look, look forward to you. Pheasants are on my list always. And something else that's always on my list is Axis deer. I keep one in the freezer every year. My family loves Axis deer. We think it's better than beef. And I hunt my Axis deer primarily at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Low fence, native hill country herd. And there are some j -j -j giants in, <laughs> in there. Take a look. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. It's professional angler Keith Combs. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. been dropped off in a remote wilderness where the bears outnumber people 10 to 1 and the mosquitoes have been known to carry off full-grown moose lucky join us in camp and tell us about it at kinder outdoors hey coming up later this hour at kinder outdoors craig boddington my old buddy craig boddington is going to talk to us about some different countries and hunting opportunities that are opening up they've been shut down for Hey, a year and a half because of COVID, and they're reopening now. That's really good news. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan and all those different formulas. There are formulas for every age and every lifestyle, puppies to senior citizens, working dogs to couch potatoes, even dogs with special conditions. There's a Pro Plan formula specifically built for your dog. Pick up a bag of ProPlan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, Kevin Shelton catches Kinder Outdoors in Eudora, Kansas. Thanks, Kevin. And in North Lake, Texas, it's Joey Horton. And I think we mentioned Rick Carlson down in Pensacola, Florida, about an hour ago. And, hey, we appreciate everybody. Appreciate you listening wherever you are and however you hear the show. Thank you very much. A really special event in Alabama today at Oak Mountain State Park. The Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources Division of Wildlife and Freshwater Fisheries has developed a beginner fishing course just for you. A lot of people are fishing now. They want to learn how. A lot of first-time anglers out there. And Alabama's Go Fish Alabama program provides adults and families with little to no fishing experience with an opportunity to fish under the guidance of a skilled fishing mentor. Pretty cool, huh? 
The program is for anyone interested in learning how to fish, socializing outdoors, putting fish on the dinner table, or simply enjoying the thrill of the catch. And there's a Go Fish Alabama event this morning at Oak Mountain State Park, Pelham, Alabama. Y'all have fun. You want the fight of your life? Go down to Florida and target peacock bass. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission fisheries biologists have certified a new state record butterfly peacock bass, 9 pounds 11 ounces, 23 and 5 sixteenths inches long. Felipe Prito from Hialeah, Florida caught the fish, and he's on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com if you'd like to see him. Prito was fishing after work, caught the fish on live bait in a Broward County lake. This new catch supersedes the previous state record of 9.08 that has stood for almost three decades since 1993. Hey, congratulations, Felipe. Looking good on the bragging board at Kinder Outdoors. The folks at the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources asked me to mention this to you, just in case you can help them out. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources Conservation Officers are seeking information from you and me about a deer that was illegally killed and left to waste in Rich County. September 4th, if you were in Rich County, Utah, September 4th, and know anything about this, they'd sure appreciate a phone call. Back on September 4th, DWR Conservation Officers received information about a large buck deer that had been shot and killed in Meadowville. An officer responded to the scene, located the dead mule deer. Boy, he's a pretty one. He's wide. After investigating, he determined that the deer had been shot with archery equipment, more than likely a trespasser, when the animal was shot, killed, and abandoned. That's pathetic. Hey, hats off and thank you so much to my friends at Purina ProPlan, Carl Gunzer and the crew. They provided free ProPlan to all of the entrants. Everyone that entered a dog, every dog that entered, got a bag of Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula dog food at that National Shoot to Retrieve Association field trial, a North Texas event a couple of weeks ago, the first weekend in October. And the cool thing about it is none of those handlers and dog owners had to switch to Pro Plan Performance. All of them already feed Pro Plan Performance. <laughs> See, the guys that know... No. Purina Pro Plan. It's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. <laughs> Certain things begin to happen more frequently this time of year. Bad things like bear encounters. They're always on the uptick in Montana because, hey, the hunters are in the woods. Elk and deer rifle season is coming up. It opens next Saturday in Montana. And the bears are out and about. They're gorging in preparation for hibernation. The Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Department is hosting two online bear safety training events. And you're invited no matter where you live. I'm going to tune in. I think everybody should that enjoys God's great outdoors in bear country, even if it's just occasionally. The two online safety events are focused on bear awareness specifically for hunters and will cover bear safety, biology, conflict prevention, responding to bear encounters, handling carcasses in bear country, and how to use bear spray. Those two events are coming up. The first one is Monday night, October 18th, a couple of days away, 6 until 7.30 Mountain Time. The second will take place on Thursday night, the 21st. 
Again, 6 until 7.30 Mountain. Free and open to everyone. If you live upstate in New York, you know that the moose are on the move. It's time for the moose rut. They're on the prowl looking for mates, and that leads them to areas where they're not typically seen. Increasing the danger of colliding with one on the roadway and uh, putting that moose in your front seat with you, not good. I'm Canadian Moose Guide, Norma Crate. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. It's time to get doves and ducks on your mind. And hey, deer season is just around the corner. Ramp it up this year with help from Marksman Firearms in Mansfield, Killeen, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and accessories. Marksman makes it easy, too, with same-as-cash 90-day layaway. Military and first responders enjoy a 10% discount. New to shooting? No problem. Marksman Firearms has knowledgeable pros that love to help. Make your mark at Marksman. MarksmanFirearms.com These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Santa Claus is coming to town, but when he's back home, he likes to crappie fish. I'm Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and I've got great gift ideas for the crappie angler on your list this year. Let's start with a new rod like my speed shooter rods under 50 bucks. Pair that up with a Wally Marshall speed shooter reel, and you're going to make someone dang happy on Christmas morning. For the crappie angler that already has everything under the sun, I guarantee it they will welcome the new Wally Marshall Pro Target rods in their boat. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's all Santa Claus uses. <laughs> I partnered with Lou's, one of the finest rod bakers in history, to produce the Wally Marshall Classic Series, the most sensitive and hard-working crappie rods ever. Fill that stocking with Mr. Crappie by Strike King Baits, surefire fish catchers for 30 years, all of my proven colors along with five new ones, Lou's.com, StrikeKing.com, and MrCrappie.com. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very go. Very. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. 
hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody and control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. We thank God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors, K-I-N-D-E-R. If you want to check out the website, it's kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten. My friend Craig Boddington has circled the globe lots and lots of times, hunting all over the planet. So when COVID shut down international travel worldwide about a year and a half ago, it caused a major lifestyle change, not only for Craig, but... Uh, for outfitters that depend on visitors coming to see them to make a living, to feed their families. I want to talk to Craig about that a little bit. We find him in the great state of Montana, headed out on yet another adventure. Craig, welcome to the show. It's good to have you with us, man. Wonderful, Billy. Listen, it's good to hear your voice. We haven't seen each other for a while. COVID has jacked everything up, but but it, it's starting to reopen now. We'll we'll be together somewhere soon, I'm sure. Uh, Absolutely. I must have, you're in one of my favorite states right now. You're in Montana. What are you doing up there? Well, we just we just landed in Bozeman. We've got a hunt uh, down south of here below Emigrant, a place called Dome Mountain Ranch. Donna's got a bighorn sheep tag in one of the unlimited permit areas, and uh, I've got a bear, black bear tag, but I'm kind of just going along for the ride to see if we can make <laughs> this happen. Uh, you've done some riding in your life. Uh, any idea how many times you've circled the globe in your life, Greg Boddington? No, and I don't want to know, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And and that, uh, that diligence to hunt and explore the world uh, led you to Craig Boddington Endorsed Outfitters. You've hunted with a lot of good people. I have. and You know, I've made a lot of friends in the business, and that's, our little group is, you know, they're people that we've hunted with and they're friends. They're the folks I send my friends to and just love them all dearly. And, uh, you know, in this pandemic time, the, everybody who's in the anything to do with the travel business has had a, an especially tough time. You know, we've all been impacted, but anybody in the travel business, uh, like our hunting outfitters, have been horribly impacted, some more than others. It, it depends on who you are and where you are. Yep, that's exactly right. These guys, you know, and I've never seen a guide driving a Mercedes-Benz anyway. Uh, but Neither have I. Throw COVID in on top of that, Craig, and it's been a tough time for a lot of folks. But the good news is some places are starting to reopen. One of my favorite places, Argentina, is one of those. That's really good news. Well, it's fantastic news. And, and 
I mean, honestly, people in the Southern Hemisphere have been hurt the worst of all because they rely heavily on on what we would call a spring season for them down there opposite its fall. And so the folks in Australia and Argentina and New Zealand and, and to a lesser extent in Africa, you know, they had to shut down just at the beginning of their 2020 season. And, and uh, now here it is uh, the 10th month of 2021 and some places Africa has been open all year and they're, they're doing better, but uh, Australia, New Zealand and Argentina uh, have not opened until now and, and uh, feels terrible for my friends in Argentina or rather in New Zealand because there's no indication you know it's going to happen but the good news is uh, Argentina is fixing to open up and, and Australia is fixing to open up. Yep that's right let's talk a little bit about Argentina for folks that have never been it's, it's obviously very famous for the dove hunting uh, there but I've always thought that the red stag hunt in Argentina has been underrated, and a lot of people don't even know that, that Argentina holds red stag. Well, it, it's tremendously underrated. It's probably the best, the best free-range red stag hunting in, in the whole world, and Argentina is actually the world's largest destination for foreign sportsmen. There's something like, twenty in a normal year, 20,000 hunters a year visit Argentina from all over the world now. You and I know, I mean, the big business is the great bird hunting, but uh, the red stag were introduced early on, and they're widely, widely uh, distributed uh, in many, many provinces. It is fantastic red stag hunting. And you mentioned that uh, Africa has been reopened for a while. I think a lot of people don't even know that yet. Uh, but the comeback is slow. Um for everyone to trust that they can get there safely, be safe while they're there, and come back home during COVID has been slow. But have you personally been in, in the past year? I know you've been a ton. Oh, I went three times in 21. <laughs> so it can be done, and it can be it, done. It can simply. be done. You know, it takes a little extra planning. You're, you're gonna uh, you're gonna have to get uh, you're gonna have to get a test to, to get out and get into the destination and that's going to be true with uh, Aust- uh with new zealand and argentina and australia when they get open uh but you, you have to have a, a a negative covid test and then you have to have a uh, a negative test to get back into the country so you have to be tested on site but you know that's just one more little detail that the outfitters of the world are having to deal with and they're getting her done we, yeah, we have no trouble at all we've been locked up for a long time it's Guys, it's time to go shopping. I recommend you do that with Craig Boddington. How can we take a closer look at your endorsed outfitters, Craig? Uh, just go to www.craigboddington.com. Yep, and it's just as simple as that. Before I let you go, uh, your home place in Kansas, near and dear to your heart, uh, are you seeing any pheasants running around? What's your deer situation? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had pheasants, but I don't think there's a pheasant uh, within 50 miles of my place. We're a little too far to the southeast, but the deer are looking good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Craig, enjoy Montana. We'll talk to you soon. All right, my friend. Thanks a million. Glad we could do this. You have a great day, my friend. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan and all those different formulas. There's a formula for every dog, even dogs with special conditions and intolerance to grain, or maybe they're older and could really benefit from added glucosamine in their diet. Itchy skin is a common problem. I talked to a gentleman in Shreveport a couple of weeks ago at Crappie Expo that was telling me about his dog with sensitive skin. 
There's a pro plan for that. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. We were honored and deeply privileged to have the great Ray Sasser as our camp house storyteller for about a decade before we lost him to cancer a few years back. What a blessing now to have all of those stories, that great writing by the great Ray Sasser in his own voice. Here's Ray. First time I went to Alaska was with uh, Bill Sims, who's kind of an institution in Alaska. He took us trout fishing one morning to a place called Tulare Creek. I'm never going to forget this. We were, uh, it's actually a ditch connecting Tulare Creek with Lake Iliamna. And it, this was in September. And these big trout, monster trout, come out of, out of Lake Iliamna up into Tulare Creek to feed on the salmon eggs. There's, in September, they're as big as they're as big as they get, as big and as heavy as they get. So, so we're fishing with a, a salmon egg pattern that's about the size of the head of a kitchen match, you know. And you're, you're fishing under the strike detector, which is like a fancy name for a cork. So I'm casting into this basically a pretty ugly ditch, and in my cork, my strike indicator goes under, and and I set the hook. And this fish is just instantly on on the reel. You know, instantly I've got him on the reel. Yeah. And about three seconds later, this gigantic fish jumps out of the water, probably 50 yards downstream from me. I thought, I wonder what that, oh, my gosh, it's my fish. Wow. And so I started running. You know, I had to run to keep up with him. Yeah. And I, and I literally ran along the ditch there at Tulare Creek to kind of keep up with this fish. And I, and I did. I kept up with the fish and, and, and caught the fish. It was the first day I ever fished in Alaska, the fish was 33 inches long and 17 inches in girth. Oh, my. And there, there just happened to be a wildlife biologist there at the creek. It's one of the famous fishing places in all of Alaska. And the wildlife biologist, I asked him, I said, he didn't have a scale, but he, but he measured it and took a, took a scale sample. He didn't have any way to weigh it. And I said, how much do you think a fish like that will weigh? And he said, oh, this time of the year, probably 17 pounds. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, that particular day, I think we caught, there were, Five guys. There were four guys in our party. I think we had five fish, 30 to 33 inches. Man, it's the right place at the right time. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, which is very seldom, I'm thinking about it or dreaming about it. With Kinder Outdoors, God bless America. you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget. 
the dead rabbit. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The Vineyards sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood.
If you boys are taking that old flat bottom out, don't forget these coffee cans. Just like life, you'll need to bail a little water now and then. This is Life in the Camp House at Kender Outdoors. And I'm Billy Kender. I was in Pennsylvania at an outdoor show, and a fellow came up to me and said, You know, I listen to your show every week, and I always hear you talking about Joshua Creek Ranch. You must really like that place. <laughs> yeah, I do, or I wouldn't talk about that place. For a decade now, I've been hunting and fishing Joshua Creek Ranch. You tell me what's not to like. Five-star lodging and dining. Upland bird hunts for quail, pheasant, and chucker, European-style driven pheasant shoots, decoyed mallard duck hunts, free-range trophy axis deer, sporting clays, fly fishing, whitetails, turkeys. <laughs> Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. It is a gut-wrenching feeling. You shoot that beautiful buck. You know you hit him well, and he's going to die. But he hits the thick brush. Your blood trail runs out. And you're at a loss. You don't know if he has run three more miles and expired. You pray that he's not wounded. You need help. That is when a tracking dog can help you out. My friend Fred Reyna has trained some top-notch bird dogs. He's an excellent field trial judge. He's also trained some top-notch tracking dogs. And these days spends his time teaching snake avoidance to your dog. If you want to learn more about that, check him out at Texas Snake Avoidance on Facebook. Fred, it's good to have you on the show with me, old friend. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to talk to you again. I wanted to talk about tracking dogs on the show today with deer season, you know, bow season is open right now. And uh, that means those tracking dogs are probably getting a lot of work across the country. And uh, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea before you head out on that, on that next hunt to maybe know of someone in that area that has tracking dogs. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good idea to investigate that ahead of the hunt, you know? That's right. That's right. There are several websites. Uh, Texas Bow Hunters um, has a list. Um, but there are several uh, different websites that have lists of those folks that do have um, tracking dogs that, that are available, you know, to come help you out if something, something goes unplanned or, or not as good as you think it would. And uh, you need a little help. Yeah, uh, those tracking dogs, and we think of them primarily uh, for deer, but but it's a blood trail that they're tracking, right? It's a blood trail to start with, um, and typically the reason most people get calls is because the hunter has run out of or can't find the blood trail anymore, and so what the dog dogs are able to do is is you get them started on that blood trail, and then they're able to track that specific or that individual deer through scent glands you know in in their you know in between their toes uh, and that specific deer has you know a a specific odor so they kind of switch over from that blood trail to that deer and that's how um, those dogs are able to find um, those deer when the when the blood trail has uh, been exhausted or or can't find any blood anymore these dogs can help us uh, with uh you know, with any game, uh, pretty much. Right. Um, you know, I, there have been some that, you know, I, I know have, you know, uh, trailed, you know, feral hogs. You know, a lot of times you get these first-time hunters, and it's really not what they shot. It's just their, their first time out. And so you want it to be as successful as possible. So 
it may be a, an exotic, you know, an axis or something like that. I've heard of them even um, trailing, you know, mountain lions. You know, it, it's really just a, that blood trail to get started, and then and then they get going on that specific animal. What can they expect to to pay? What what's a all part? Um, well, sure. Any, you know, some people do it just for just for the enjoyment of getting their dog out, and and, and you know you could expect to uh, at least reimburse them for their for their fuel, and maybe not their time. And then um, those that are are really into it for the business, uh, you know, I'd say anywhere from 150 to you know two or three hundred dollars um, for their time and. and and expertise and, and, and that dog that they've trained and they spend all that time training. Let's talk about training these dogs a little bit because uh, uh, you can't just grab any breed and run out there and say, I'm going to train you to track, uh, to track wounded game for me. What are some of the more successful breeds that we've seen in, in tracking dogs? Uh, in Texas, um, I would say probably the, the most widely used is, is the Lacey. Catahoulas have been used. I know some of the the uh, black mouth curs have been used, and then then every now and then you'll get. Uh, I know some people have used labs. The huh. the key to the uh, the dog is the, the drive because when it's hot and it's dry and it's dusty, um, you know that dog has to continue on that or stay with that that scent trail which is, you know, because they've lost the blood trail, could be four, five, six hundred yards. And uh, and then possibly even if the animal's alive, they, they have to, uh, to bay that animal, you know, hold it there for the hunter to come and and uh, dispatch that animal. So there is a, a book called um, Tracking Dogs for Wounded Deer. Uh, and if, any, anybody that's going to think about starting to train one, that, I would highly recommend that book. But the guy that wrote the book uses long-haired dachshunds, believe it or not. Uh, really? And, and he has, yes, sir, he, he has a lot of uh, very good, successful, and very, very good dogs. He's up in the northeast part of the, huh. the country, and that's what he uses is uh, long-haired dachshunds. You know, wow. I, I well, think about that dog, and they are. Back in, I think the, about back that in dog the old times. That's right, and and prickly pear country, and and it's just not it's this part of the world. It's just not a, a good breed. You know the terrain and and uh, the vegetation. You know the prickly pear and and all that that they'd have to get through. And not that they couldn't do it. It'd just be a lot tougher on the dog. Yeah, pretty hard on them. That's that's for sure. Uh, so folks want to investigate that a little. I know with our bird dogs. I always like to get mine. I think you're the same way, Fred. I like to get mine when they're, you know, just as young as I can, six weeks or whenever. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, start with them from day one. And I'm sure that's probably true with these uh, tracking dogs as well. The earlier, the better. That's right. And you get them going um, from day one. Um, you get them interested in, in following that, that blood trail. And, you know, there's all kinds of different little tricks you can do. Um, but you just start, you know laying out a little blood trail here and there and you make it fun and and uh you allow them to be successful and then you just you just progress and you you make those blood trails a little tougher and then you put some turns in them and you know different things like that and then uh then it's less and less blood and 
just keep keep them focused and keep them going and and uh it's it's amazing you know just like us you know with with bird dogs it's like you know when that dog goes on point you know trust your dog don't ever give up on where those birds might be well you might take a a left turn where you wouldn't have thought you know following that dog on a scent trail like, there's no way that deer went that way but you got to trust them and they'll yep. get you where you need to go but, uh, yep, they've got some talents yeah, that we don't there. have. That's right. Uh, Fred Rainer, good talking to you. Uh, I've certainly yes, enjoyed hunting with you through the years and field trialing with you. I was talking to a fellow about you yesterday, and, and uh, there was never a more trustworthy or reliable judge at a field trial. I always appreciated uh, Thank you. that about yes, you. Sir. Thank uh, you. And, uh, and I appreciate your expertise today on these tracking dogs. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for calling you bet talk to you soon fred and thank you so much all right you bet thank you fred reyna on tracking dogs this corner of the camp house is brought to you by joshua creek ranch it's one of my gosh very favorite places to hunt on planet earth i like to eat there too that chicken fried axis that the chef whips up unmatched go experience joshua creek ranch treat yourself learn more at kinderoutdoors.com Let's grab a cup of coffee. Good morning. This is Jimmy Houston. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. (laughs) U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers. Snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. It's time to get doves and ducks on your mind. And, hey, deer season is just around the corner. Ramp it up this year with help from Marksman Firearms in Mansfield, Killeen, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and accessories. Marksman makes it easy, too, with same-as-cash 90-day layaway. Military and first responders enjoy a 10% discount. New to shooting? No problem. Marksman Firearms has knowledgeable pros that love to help. Make your mark at Marksman. MarksmanFirearms.com Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. 
Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Santa Claus is coming to town, but when he's back home, he likes to crappie fish. I'm Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and I've got great gift ideas for the crappie angler on your list this year. Let's start with a new rod like my speed shooter rods under 50 bucks. Pair that up with a Wally Marshall speed shooter reel, and you're going to make someone dang happy on Christmas morning. For the crappie angler that already has everything under the sun, I guarantee it they will welcome the new Wally Marshall Pro Target Rods in their boat. Hey, I'm pretty sure that's all Santa Claus uses. <laughs> I partnered with Luz, one of the finest rod bakers in history, to produce the Wally Marshall Classic Series, the most sensitive and hard-working crappie rods ever. Fill that stocking with Mr. Crappie by Strike King Baits, surefire fish catchers for 30 years, all of my proven colors along with five new ones. Lose.com, StrikeKing.com, and MrCroppy.com. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> the coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin' or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kender Outdoors Camp House. I've said it many, many times. My favorite big game animal to hunt on planet Earth is the axis deer, and for multiple reasons. I have lots of memories. I don't call them mounts. I call them memories on the walls of my home. And the one that 100% of the time everyone goes directly to and loves the most is the axis deer that I have preserved in the living room. They're a challenging hunt. They're a beautiful memory, and I believe they taste better than beef. We hunt for our table, and it doesn't get any better than axis deer. And the axis hunting, free range, doesn't get any better than Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Take the family, book a trip, learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. If you missed it, about an hour ago, we were talking to David Heelan up in South Dakota about the pheasant numbers this year. You need 12 good months of weather uh, to have a pheasant hunt. You, you, this, this pheasant hunt this fall started last winter, and it was pretty mild, which is what you need up there in South Dakota. If it gets too brutal, you can, you can lose a lot of pheasants, but that wasn't the case last year. You had a good winter. Yeah, the the winter last winter was was relatively mild. You know, we had some cold days, but uh, we had uh, the snowfall was just the average snowfall. So it it was it was uh, it wasn't too hard on the pheasant. We had a really nice carryover 
of adult birds, and uh, that that carries over to a lot of nests uh, being made during the spring. So uh, spring was relatively normal, also pretty good. We we did get in a little bit of a drought, uh, but it was a mild drought in our area. And uh, all the wildlife biologists that I've spoken with uh, says that it didn't affect our hatch at all. So, huh. so we're we're excited. We're seeing a lot of new birds and and uh, birds in areas that we haven't seen before. And uh, it, it's looking to shape up to a great pheasant season. Well, that's really good news because all we've ever heard about all summer long is this horrible drought uh, in South Dakota. But you're located just north of here, right in the center of South Dakota and right in the heart of pheasant country along the uh, Missouri River. And so you've, you've got a, a stretch of country through there that didn't get hit quite as hard, it looks like. That, that's right. Yeah, the central central South Dakota area just right right along the Missouri, uh, it, it stayed in the mile range. And uh, uh, we had uh, a couple of nice early spring rains. And then we got some, some good rains in August that uh, helped all the crops. So we were extremely lucky. Uh, North Dakota got hit pretty hard. And uh, some of the western part of the state but here in the central area uh we're in good shape uh you know a lot of people kind of try to plan their trip about the time that the crops are coming out the harvest when do you see that taking place this fall uh the ranchers and farmers are already harvesting a lot of the crops a lot of the milo crops are already out they're working on harvesting the corn as we speak um, so it's kind of a, it, it uh, may be just a little late, but it, it's pretty, pretty close to normal. And, uh, you know, looks like we're going to, uh, have most of the crops out, you know, by the first week in November. So this should be, this should really help in, in our pheasant hunt. So pheasant numbers are going to be, are going to be good, you know, every year. And, and I've watched this through the years, David. You know, people can say oh, it's going to be a bad year in South Dakota. It's going, the numbers are going to be down, and we'll still shoot about a million roosters. <laughs> That's right. So there ain't no such thing really as a bad year in South Dakota. <laughs> that That's right. And and Billy, I want to I want to give a shout out to the ranchers and the farmers uh, in South Dakota. Uh, they're part. They're a big part of the reason for that. Um, they take seriously their their farming practices, and they take seriously the wildlife uh, habitat, and and they're gracious enough to leave us great habitat and and great food plots uh, for all the wildlife of South Dakota, and uh, they they know it means a lot to South Dakota, and. Uh, it's great that they do that. Yeah, over the past decade, you and I have tromped on a lot of country up there in South Dakota, and you a lot more than me. Uh, but it, it always uh, just tickles me to get up there and see how 
uh, these these big farmers, big farms that depend on those crops to make a living for the next 12 months, will still hold back a percentage of that land strictly for the pheasants. So the pheasants have cover, nesting cover, uh, or have uh, have cover uh, from predators in the fall and winter months. Good places to winter over in hard weather, and and they take care of them. And hey, by the way, when that cold weather does hit in South Dakota, we need a warm place to stay too. And that's why the dead rabbit exists. You've got a pretty cool place there. Billy, it is a really cool place. Uh, we we sit on the shore of uh, Lake Oahe, overlooking Lake Oahe, um, uh, in in a in a beautiful area right here. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's a very unique lodge built with uh, Canadian redwood uh, cedars, and and it's it's really something to see. We're we're extremely proud of it. Uh, we we hope everybody will think about coming up here and uh, and staying with us at the lodge and and having some great time together. We're looking forward to it. One of the things I love about it, uh, David, is once I pull in to your place, I'm done. You've got a restaurant there. You've got everything I need uh, on the premises, so I can just park the truck and and lean on you for a few days. Yeah, we're we're full service. We uh we do uh, we we try to take care of our clients and uh make sure they have a, a great experience here at the Dead Rabbit and have great fun hunts and uh, get get fed well, put it on a pound or two. Oh yeah. The food <laughs> the food's really good. We we've had our shelf same shelf now for like six years. And uh, Keith does a great job. He came over with you from your old location, and we've watched you build up the dead rabbit. Now, if folks want to see it, and I would urge you to go take uh, take a look and take a, uh, a view of, of uh, where you're going to be staying when you hunt with David and the dead rabbit, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and just click on the link. And uh, I think you'll, that'll be the deciding factor. You're going to decide you need to go hunt with David Heelan and the folks at the uh, dead rabbit. How many acres do you think you've got secured uh, for pheasant hunting this fall, David? Ooh, uh, Billy, we're probably now, we just secured a few more. We just secured another 500-acre track, which has uh, got some great hunting grounds on it. Uh, we're definitely over 40,000 acres of hunting ground right now. <laughs> So we're extremely fortunate in having that much ground. So you bet. Uh, but well, we are looking forward to it. We'll be up there in December. If you think you can't hunt South Dakota in December, you are sadly mistaken. I've hunted in shorts in, in December a number of times. David, thank you for the time. We look forward to seeing you. All right, good deal, Billy. Good speaking with you, and look, we look forward to you visiting. Well, hey, that does it. We're all out of time in this old camp house this week. Send me a picture for the bragging board. We want to show everybody what you've been up to. It all starts at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. It's real easy to do. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together and invite you back here next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bun. Yeah.